um, I am pretty privileged. And it's pretty fucking great. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna front on you, as the kids say. Being a being a sexy ass motherfucker, because I think that's probably more for, for us guys. We're not pretty, quote unquote. You don't want to be a pretty guy. You wanna be damn, he's so fine. He's a. Uh, it's like mm, the things I would do to that man if he would just you know, say hey to me. But in in the context of pretty privilege, I, I am an abuser of it now. It, it's it's so insane. Jesus, I know I sound like the most conceited motherfucker, but you know, uh, I guess that's why I'm wilding out. <laughs> uh, but it's... Uh, so I went to... I went for I went running today, right? Went to the park. Decided I'm gonna get outdoors. I'm an outdoorsy guy, you know. I gotta justify these bite marks on my leg that kind of look sketchy at best. And I went running or whatever. And for context, I'm wearing the same thing you say now because I haven't showered yet because I'm a nasty ass motherfucker and I am uh, in that post workout full. Mind is on 10, so I'm trying to capitalize on that, like my pretty privilege. And so I worked out, and I went to get, I went to Dunkin' and got my post-workout drink. And I go to the counter, pull out my card, ready to pay. And, you know, I greet the, greet the girl, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And as she's about to ring it up, the other girl looks at her and says, Hey, don't worry about it. Gave him the gave her the look. And I know that look when two girls look at each other and there's a singular other object, me being that object, and objectively speaking, uh no good reason why. So they didn't charge me. And this is becoming a reoccurring theme. And it, it opens the floodgates. Uh, even though I was wet, <laughs> I was wet as fuck, and uh, you know, that's definitely not what she said, um, <laughs> and it opened my eyes that men, this, uh, this pretty privileged thing, this being a hot-ass motherfucker in a tank top, and I try not to be the guy that wear tank tops all the time, because I know my body, it's a it could be pretty distracting. So I'm very mindful of that. I'm not trying to show off or nothing. Like, I'm pretty secure with my body and stuff. And it's, it's this weird thing that I, you know, I, I, I don't want to hear that being attractive doesn't matter. I don't want to hear that being fit doesn't matter. I don't want to hear that working out doesn't matter. Because you know what? Ever since... In the times of my life where I've worked out and been the best shape, I get treated different. In the times where I'm not and uh, let it go a lot, I get treated different as well. But not in the good way. I wouldn't even say I get treated more rudely, but I certainly don't get the smiles. I certainly don't get the, uh, I certainly don't get the uh, enjoyment with my presence, right? 
And but what I will also say, to be fair, is that probably when I'm not healthy, per se, or in the best state of physical uh, state, I probably am not as engaging. I probably don't ha- always have a smile on my face just naturally. I'm probably always tired. I'm probably not the most engaging person. So that also plays a factor. But, you know, when, when I think of the song, uh, I don't want to sit still. I don't want to sit still and look pretty. It's like, I don't know. That sounds like a great fucking life because, I mean, I'm walking around doing shit looking pretty and it's pretty fucking great. Just imagine if you sit there and you have the opportunity to be picked for looking pretty. Now, as a guy, you know, I can't just sit around and, you know, girl, like, come here. Like, that. that's not really how that shit works. And it shouldn't work that way, honestly. But, yeah, um... Now I know what a dumb, blonde, white bitch feels like. Wait. I am dumb. I am blonde. And I am white. So, I've always known what that feels like. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Clint, you're such a fucking idiot. But hey, you know what? This whole uh, pretty privilege is toxic and it's so wrong. You know what? Just acknowledge your privilege. It's like, you know what? I do acknowledge it and it's fucking great. And you know what? Anyone that has privileges, you're damn right to take advantage of it. I don't care what people fucking say. Like, if you're rich, I'm not, like, I don't under, I've never understood growing up when kids, and I get, like, kids in school, like, you don't really have an awareness of like, if you don't, if your family doesn't have a lot of money, you don't have to be poor, poor, but, like, if you're just kind of struggling to make ends meet, and then you see some kid at school who's, you know, lives in an $800,000 house, and, you know, he has all this cool stuff, he has go-karts and all this shit, and you saw, like, the first instinct is like, oh, must be nice, and if I was like, okay, like yeah, actually, it is pretty fucking nice. Do you want to come over? I think it's different when you, if you have money, and you have resources, and you have a privilege, it's only wrong is if you use it for bad, but if you use it to be communal, and use it to bring people together, like if you have a lot of money, but you use it to donate to charities, or you use it to invest in things that actually better the environment, or better uh, communities, that's, that's good, but you know, you should be able to, but you also have money to use for yourself so you can live in a nice house, so you can put your kids to school. You damn right I'm gonna take advantage of it. You damn right that I'm gonna use my pretty privilege to get free shit. Or I just shouldn't say I don't even use it. It just it gets used by them and they give it to me. When I when I go to Taco Bell once every other week and I get a box that technically comes with a medium drink, I've noticed recently. I've been getting a large drink. That's not part of the meal. But you know what? Maybe you know maybe they did that for everyone. But I, I, I doubt it. Um th- this whole thing of you need to check your privilege. It's like, you know what? I'm checking it. And I'm checking the boxes. You know, you you, you can have, you know, it's the greatest reward system. You know what? These these perks, these reward systems through these companies. You go to JCPenney, sign up for credit card build-up rewards. You can have your Dunkin' perks. You can have your McDonald's fucking, uh, I'm loving it points. Whatever. All these places now, they have some separate card or some separate reward system that honestly just incentivize you to pay more shit. 
that you may or may not pay so you can get quote unquote free shit. But reality, you're spending more money to get free shit. So ironically, you're not really saving money unless you're going to get the shit anyways, like I've always explained. But yeah, it's pretty fucking great. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 you, you want to know what real pretty privileges? I am pretty privileged. I'm the embodiment of it because I, I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I don't have, uh, I don't live in the fanciest of places. I don't have the fanciest of cars. I don't even have the fanciest of technology. I don't even have a whole lot of technical things that would impress someone. But goddamn, when I smile at you, all that shit doesn't matter. At least for a moment. Then then you may come to your senses like, oh, his eyes. And then you're like, ah, this broke-ass boy. Yeah, only if you knew how many streams of income I had, though. Okay. Um, but yeah. This, uh, I, the, checking, the checking your privilege. You know what? And guess what? If all these people that bitch about this pretty privilege, if they had it, guess what? They wouldn't bitch about it. And you notice how, like, when people, they, they always bitch about the rich and shit. Then when they get money, all of a sudden, their views, they become, their political affiliations change. Their views on taxes change. All the shit changes when their life changes. So this whole thing of, oh, well, you're insecure when you work out so much and lose weight. And then guess what? Then they work out and lose weight. And they're like, I'm a bad bitch. Or they're like... Nothing can stop me. I'm imp- I'm impenetrable. My confidence is on 10. Which, if you have to say your confidence on 10, I'm going to automatically assume it's not on 10. Because the whole point of confidence is you don't have to say you're confident. People just feel it. They embody it. There's no question about it. But, I'm not going to apologize that I am reaping the benefits for the hard work I've put in. And it really, it really, pretty privileged to me. It is the, it is, if you put, it really is like anything. You put the work in to make yourself look pretty, to make yourself look attractive, to make yourself a sexy ass motherfucker. Then you know what? When you do that, you're going to receive some type of incentive and rewards. It creates incentive rewards to kind of, Stay on top of it. And like anything in life, you put time and work in something, something's going to come out of it. That's the real embodiment of pretty privilege. Because yes, there are some people that are pretty. There are some people that are attractive without really trying hard. Because there is an attractiveness to someone who's attractive and it doesn't look like they try hard. But... I can tell you, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time looking in the mirror. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of time making themselves look like they don't try. Yeah, I've worked really hard to look this fucking good for myself. I haven't been this well in shape in some ways in a long time. And goddamn, it's paying off. And I'm not gonna apologize for it. It's been a long, it's been a long road to get here. And my pretty privilege, you ain't checking it. There ain't no bitch checking me. All right, uh, you can't check from shit. I'm trying to think of that line from a song. Shit, what's the line from the song? It's a uh, 
Ain't nobody. Ah, I forgot it. Anyways, welcome to episode 150. Jesus, that was a long-ass intro. 150 of the Off and Beat podcast with Clint Nelson. Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Uh, hit the notification bell. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, suck some titties. And this episode is not your typical episode because I look good. But no, it's not your typical episode because the day that this pod will be posted, it will be the one year anniversary of when I started this pod. Um, I don't want to do a whole pod about talking about a one year type of recap of what it's like doing a pod because I felt like I've already done pods where I've talked about what it's like doing this pod, which is kind of ironically egotistical. Um, But even though I just went on a... (laughs) 12 minute rant about being pretty um <laughs> pretty privileged but hey you know what are you gonna do i get it i'm the problem in society i'm i'm not the solution um again like anything with privilege it's only harmful if you don't try to use it for good at times but you know what we all have selfish incentives for why we do what we do all right it is what it is um but yeah the one year pod, one year anniversary. I'll just say that it's been a, you know, I, I, I'm going to listen to my first, I've done it before. I listened to my very first episode and it is very, very cringe. I, I talked earlier about trying hard because I was trying so hard to like get as many topics and be so clever off the top. That it comes off as just like, after like 10 minutes of listening, I'm like, oh my god, what were you thinking? And I'm still thinking, what am I thinking now? But at least I feel like I talk about something. At least I feel like I can discuss a long-form discussion of actually talking about something. And in a monologue type of style, but that, it seemed like I was just trying to get as many awkward, quirky jokes off without actually saying something. And I think it was a reflection on how, where I was type of in my life and how lack of direction I had for what I wanted with this. And I think now I've settled into a, at least a style, a form I like, even just something as how I want to title videos or title uh, podcast episodes and shit like that. Something as small as that, like. it's simplified. A lot of things are just, I'm kind of in a flow right now. And it really is, to do 150 episodes in a year, right? There are people, there there are podcasts out there that do daily episodes. And there are some that do one a week. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, If you actually have like a established, where you have a lot of shit, you have family shit, like I get once a week. But to me, when you're nobody, quote unquote, uh, the way you got to do, in my opinion, is put as much out as possible. And you got to find out what sticks and it takes time and practice. And I had to do so many because I just had to get better at this shit. And I really feel like I have discussing things, being open, but not being a bitch about being open. Uh, this podcast has genuinely changed my life. And not from, obviously, a monetary standpoint. But it's a relaxing thing to just kind of, you you have something that you kind of look towards to, something that you have to think about, something that 
even though I don't prepare on paper, I mentally do kind of prepare for something. Uh, that there is a thing that I felt like there's a lot of value to this. You can learn some from this as an everyday type of guy, uh, a guy who's kind of in the middle of transition of life, and you, you can learn a lot regardless if you're like 19 or if you're 33. Or if you're 40, like I feel like there's people many ages and ranges in life that can listen to this and at least appreciate and take something from it. And I don't try to teach nobody nothing. I don't research or nothing. Yeah, research is for pussies. Uh, not really, but it's uh, people that die hard on the do your research apparently have never actually, would never actually know how to scholarly research something and would never know how to actually cite something. Um, which I find that interesting. They wouldn't even know. They think because they go on something that says .org, that technically that's research. And it is a form of research. But if you actually want scholarly research, you actually have to go to medical research type of uh, journals and websites and actually have established... People read articles about studies, but they don't actually read the study. Isn't that, and they just take the interpretation of the article that they could read on Yahoo. It's like, you know, there's a study that 75% of people that are actually attracted to men with a little facial hair, but not too much. But then when you read the study, it's actually like, well, 75% of women who are divorced and middle aged and all, like, that's very specific that they leave out. And... Anyways, kind of getting back to that there there is a lot of the the one being a uh, hundred fifty episodes in a year is insane. That's a lot of time. These episodes are approximately an hour. Uh, I I used to do forty five minute episodes, fifty minute type of things, but I've been doing like an hour for like the past fifty or sixty episodes by formula. And so it's approximately 150 hours. Think about it, that's 150 hours of my life I've dedicated to specifically recording this podcast. And I've gone through a lot of learning how to put out in a podcast episode, creating an RSS feed, uh, using audio apps, having trouble with that. And you find a way, and it really taught me that when you really want to make something happen, you find a way even if it's not ideal. And I've always kind of knew that, but doing something that it, there, there were so many stop gaps through this journey that it could have been easy that you hear the stories of why people quit. Like, you know, you know, the numbers when people that do podcasts, it's over, it's like 50% don't even do more than three episodes and like. 70% don't even do it more than 10. Like, it's like a weird thing. There's so many. You hear that number. There are three, four million podcasts out there. But it's not. It's really like a couple hundred thousand active ones. And I'm one of them. And I'm actively killing myself doing it. Um, but look, I've gone through phases where I've been so. When I've, I was so. There's that initial inspiration. Like, when you start out something. You, you're so like inspired you're so like it's that new it's that honeymoon love and I was doing like five six I remember I did like six episodes for like a on a, a week I was also kind of unemployed at the time um <laughs> that helps you know not having a job at the time it uh 
it, it makes uh, a lot of free time. And I was doing like five, six episodes a week. And I was like, I don't know if this is sustainable. Because I felt like my mind will fry out. And look, I've had a couple duds of episodes. Ones I was extremely tired. But you learn doing those. You learn that obviously more is not more. And you also learn that sometimes it's okay just to say, I'm not going to put out. I am not going to do an episode when I know going in, it's going to be trash. Like, I'm just not, I, I know the phase my mind has to be in to actually get in front of a camera or get in front of a microphone and actually be able to talk as simple and dumb as that sounds. And that's not saying every time I know what I'm going to speak about, or I'm going to have some introspective or interesting, but I know at least the mindset to get in a momentum I have to be in. And I think it's very important. And you only know that just by doing shit, by continuously doing something when every reason says you should probably think about what you're doing with your life type of shit. But if I would have quit and stopped, I would not have had those spikes in uh, growth in this podcast. You know, it's. I've learned to actually be quiet about the analytics because I made a mistake of speaking out about those on one of my episodes. But let's just say things are doing well. It's a for a starter podcast for a quote unquote, even though I hate the term nobody. It's actually at a very continuous growth and it's doing well. Uh, it's, a, it's I'm very proud of it. I'm, you know, I, I, well. But yeah, when you first start something, there's the honeymoon stage where you're so obsessed. It's like when you first meet someone. You just want to be around them all the time. You want to hang out. You want to talk and text, all that shit. And you hit a point where it's like, you know, I I do enjoy this person, but I don't want to hang out every other day. I don't want to text 85 messages a day about how's your day and all this shit. Because, you know, you feel like you're filling a quota. But then if you lessen it, then it's like, hmm, is it gone? The spark gone? All this stuff. Then you overthink and reevaluate. Like, is this person the one for me? It's like, I don't know. Like, you, you, they can be. You could just go out once a week. You can just only talk when you actually have something to talk about. You know, you can incorporate each other lives naturally and not try to force it at the sacrifice of other things that actually make you a beneficial person to yourself and that's another thing that that's part of young love but it's also part of understand that just because things die down for a period of time that it doesn't mean that something's wrong it just means you need to temper down some things you need to really evaluate what's important to you and really evaluate like, hey, if you feel the need to uh, overdo something, it's probably because you're overcompensating some way. So maybe. So over time, I've gone through flows of where I've done, like recently, I went through a phase where I was doing just two or th- episodes a week. I was barely having time to do two because there have been times I'm busier in my life. Ever since now, I've incorporated exercising and working out and training and all these different things incorporating that with my passions and writing and all that stuff like you know 
you start the your importance of the thing that was once everything, the top tier of everything in your life. Now it's kind of like you're fixing it in a shuffle depending on kind of the week. Some weeks I could do three or four. Some weeks I barely have time to do one or two. And sometimes I have time to do it, but I just don't really have anything to talk about. And it's okay just for the audience to your message to the audience by now put on an episode like hey i'm not going to put out i'm not going to dedicate now your time to complete bullshit even though the podcast is kind of bullshit but it's not complete bullshit at least it's entertainment in the bullshit at least there's substance in the bullshit and you know i, I just sit here and look pretty um <laughs> but yeah no all i'll say is that it's been a it's been, a, I've learned a lot about myself. And a good portion of that is because this podcast of being self-accountable, being self-reliant. Um, and there will be guests. That is, I wanted to get guests on before I hit the one year. But I did a whole year with no assistance. No help. No no person to piggyback off. And I... You know, that that's an accomplishment within itself. But I want to have guests in the future. So, I have the equipment for that. I just have to get the people. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's great. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about anything but the one year anniversary of this pod. But yeah, you know, uh, oh. Let me tell, all right, there's something that happened at the park. So, ah, Jesus, it's coming back. Oh, Clint bitching. Clint, Clint, whoo, something happened. Um, as I'm taking a sip of my free, pretty, privileged drink. Um, God, there's nothing more white bitch than getting a mocha iced coffee. Because, you know, I'm for diversity, as these white bitches would say. Oh, I'm so for this. Oh, my God. But then when I'm around people who stuff that I am for, I get very... I can't even make eye contact with people. I don't know. Um, But, yeah. I, I You know, you walk around the park. You walk around these big lapping tracks. And... You know, like, it's always weird when you're going in one direction, the person's coming the other, and if you go, if you're doing enough laps, you're you're going to overlap. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Clint. Man, it's basically a Venn diagram, except uh, not much to compare here, because she had a fat ass. Um, but nah, it, she was uh, she was in all blue. She was probably like a woman, 40 or something. You know, she seemed actually fairly attractive, you know. Not that I was, you know, but, you know, as a guy who's being more social, not even talking, but like if I pass by someone, I'll give them a nice wave, whatever. And I did a few times, you know, proud of myself. Um, it's a hard thing to do to lift your hand a couple inches and wiggle it. Um, uh, it's not exactly fruit salad because it's more bitter than yummy, yummy. Um <laughs> Oh, okay, I've heard that yum yum sauce. Anyways, um, but yeah, so, but for this lady, she's wearing all blue, 
basically a big smurf and you know nothing crazy so i smiled and i gave a wave right now granted like most people she had her earphones in but it's a visual we just never seen a visual um but boy the visual was uh this one was pretty tough because as a wave I, all right let, let me reference of what this uh ptsd gave me so there was the quick trip girl remember Remember the quick trip story where I would go in and I would say, have a good night. And she would say, likewise, right? And I was like, hmm, likewise. Can't just say you as well. Can't just say you have a good night as well. Likewise. Okay. But, you know, I've moved past that. You know, I've I've forgiven her. Actually, I haven't seen her since. I think maybe a. I think maybe uh she she had it with me. I don't know. Um but this lady I wave at her. Right? I give her a nice little wave. And she just gives me the head nod. Just lifts like literally lifts her head up like half an inch. It's more of like her chin. With no emotion on her face, just and then continue just walking. Every other person I waved to, it was, a, you know, a brief, like, kind of half smile with a wave. You know, whatever. I acknowledge people's existence. I think people appreciate when you acknowledge their each other's existence. Like, it's weird to pass someone five times and the look everywhere but in their human direction. Like, it's a five foot eight woman. Acknowledge her existence. I don't think that's crazy. But with this lady, I get a nod. More like a fuck off nod. Or more like, yeah, fuck you. Well, not even like a fuck you. But more like a, uh, yeah, whatever type of nod. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, It's like, huh. Alright. Like, I'm just a piece of gum on your shoe. Like, eh, whatever. Like, like I'm just a, like I'm just a can of paint that you busted your shit on. Ah, shit. Ah, whatever. What are you gonna do? Because this one, it left a mark on me. Obviously, because I'm talking about it now. And you know, as someone who's become more social and had greeting people and stuff, like I understand that not every single person is gonna receive it well. That's part of like, hey, it's nothing to overreact to. Not everyone receives. Not everyone wants to be greeted or talked to and you gotta be able to pick up on that don't be one of those people that forces greetings on people that just don't want to be bothered all right like you got to be able to read a room have awareness but you could have just smiled like i would appreciate just a just like a weird mm, overjoyed smile but you don't have to lift your hand you know your oh so precious hand to me like that's fine I can handle that but a nod a nod with no emotion with no glistening of the eye with no uh oh someone noticed my presence today nah just just a little chin sweet chin music except uh this music was the smallest violin you could ever hear because man that shit, uh, and it, it really, and it, the weirdest part is that it was in the middle of my run, right? I, w- I was in between runs, like I was walking, 
I was walking, you know, trying to catch my breath. Catch my breath. Uh, yeah, because she's never suffered from pretty privilege. Yeah, she'll probably be one of these girls out here talking about, eh, it must be so nice being pretty. Huh. It's like, you won the first season of American Idol. Because you were like 19 or 20 years old. And you had a pretty face. Because there were other competitors that are actually better than you. If we're going to get into that. I don't know if Kelly Carson was season one. She was one of the first couple seasons. She was the first season where people actually gave a shit about American Idol. So you know what? It is the first season. I don't know the technical seasons. But it was the first season anyone actually gave a fuck about it. Um, She kind of looked like a young Rachel and Friends. When you really look back. Now she's, like, annoying as fuck. Like, you know the worst thing is when someone gets a talk show and, you know, they don't have, like, a history of being, like, a personality talk show and stuff. And, God, it's just a big turnoff. You hate the way they speak. It's like, you know how people say stick to sports? Like, they tell athletes to shut up and dribble. They tell athletes to just not say a damn thing even though they live in the same world that you do and deal with the same problems but actually on a master upper bigger scale you know what she should just stuck the singing (laughs) i hate to be that guy because you know she she has a great voice obviously she could really sing but goddamn when she's when she talks goddamn it makes uh it's not even like her voice it's just like how she talks and how conviction she has on complete bullshit about certain things when she had the Kelly Clarkson show. Because I would see clips on the internet. Because, you know, I get Steve Harvey clips and stuff. So the algorithm's like, you must love Kelly Clarkson. It's like, eh, not really. Um, her music's not even for me. But I can know she's very talented. She's she's obviously a really good singer. Even though if her music's not my my uh, cup of tea. And I uh, hate to spill it on you. This one's hot, 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 baby. Um, but yeah, you know, it just goes. Not everyone should have a talk show. I think even Nick Cannon has a talk show as well. You know, because he could just have you know any of his baby mamas on the show, and that could fill up like two weeks of guests. Um, and then when the kids get older, that's like a month worth of guests. <laughs> Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, th- this is visitation, you know, when he has to legally, you know, when, if they have to legally do like child support visitation and stuff like, oh, you have to come visit whatever. It's like, yeah, just come to the studio and do the whole show. Um, that, my child supports how much money you're going to make being a guest on my show. Um, Jesus, he can't even get, like, free labor out of his kids. You know, most parents, they can get, like, you know, free labor out of his kids. It's like, damn, like, I actually have to have you on my show just so I could pay. Even though he does. He has a lot of fucking money, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's pretty insane. Um, But I guess uh, love don't cost a thing. Oh, Jesus, that's a double entendre. Well, not a double entendre, but, you know, Jennifer Lopez song and then he was in the movie love don't cost a thing which had steve harvey as well he had a talk show and i mentioned the algorithm and kelly clarkson 
And that movie came out approximately the same time frame as Kelly Clarkson's American Idol season. It all comes full circle. Um, yeah. But yeah, the little, the little chin. The little chin from that lady. It's just, and you know it all this whole like trying to be more and get it's one of those things that ninety eight percent of the time you are going to get a at least just a respectful well mannered hey back acknowledgement but it's those it's those that make you like damn what what have I got myself into and all you think about like for a brief moment you you have the feeling of why you avoided this stuff for the longest time. Because the discomfort of what if it goes completely, not even wrong, what if it just goes like, who the fuck are you greeting me type of feeling? And you start thinking to yourself, who the fuck am I greeting this person type of feeling? And that brief feeling for like literally like 10 seconds and as you're, you're walking, you have like this walk of shame, um, this walk of shame as you're alone around this concrete track. And... You're just you're sm- you're just smelling the gusty wind, and you're like, damn! I just wish, I just wish a tornado would just suck me up right now, and this would be my lasting impression on Earth. Was getting a chin. Was getting was getting the Skylark fairly odd parents chin. <laughs> Chip Skylark, um, but. It, it it just kind of reminds you they're like hey you know what it's fine because you know what later that day when you go wherever and you greet someone else because you know literally after that if i just went home and cried in my bed oh, oh if i didn't it's like yeah well you you know i could have had that same negative cynical mindset when i went to you know the dunkin or whatever got my post workout drink and guess what happened? I was greeted. I was my presence was respected and enjoyed, and I got a free drink out of it. So you know what? It pays off. And it just goes to show that like, hey, all you could do is do your part. You you can't control everything. And I I'm not here telling people stuff they don't know already, but you you can't you can't go around wondering you know why is it why is this person act that's like you know what? who cares why they act that way you know what some people are just kind of ingrained in their own world me included um the real world um welcome to the real world now except i am not all american reject i am just a reject um not the devil's reject but uh jesus uh, but yeah, oh man, I, I am, this is disgusting. All this sweat's getting on my pillows. I'm gonna have to put it in the dryer and uh, hear it talk in the dryer called Pillow Talk because it brings the heat. Oh, Jesus, Clint. Um, I did recommend to someone at work, you know, they were having a little back pain. And I did recommend the whole pillow under the back thing. Except, I don't think the pillow under the back thing. Is technically for when you. I don't think the original idea of it 
is for sleeping. Um, well, as Cosby's, you know, around um, in this situation. I think the pillow under the back thing is supposed to be for positioning when you are... Um, let me think of how the kids would say these days. When you are uh, giving her the arch card and uh, you... Uh, Depending on how you're feeling that day, are you going to refill the 25 or 100 bucks? How good are you feeling about yourself that day? But I think it's supposed to be for that. And I didn't realize, so I, I, I recommended that. I was like, oh, I think I just recommended her to put a pillow under her back while she's sleeping. Even though, typically that advice is meant for when you're getting fucked and that hit me later on. You know, sometimes things hit you later on. And you're like, ah, oh, Jesus, Clint, what were you? Ah, oh, Jesus, you really need to think before you say shit. But I think she just took it for what it is. I don't think she took it that way. But hey, what do I know? Um, uh, by the way, not that it matters at this point, but recording this June 6th at 3.11 p.m. now, Eastern. Like, I always have to specify the Eastern like it fucking matters. Um, but yeah, you know what? I think, I think maybe, th- maybe this one should be a short pod. You know, cut it off at 45 minutes. Yeah, we're going to make this one a 45 minute pod. It's really do an hour or so, but I got to shower. I got to get ready for work. I got to eat. I got to eat. You got to eat. Uh, like checkers. I got a checkered pass and a checkered ass. And we, then when she wears plaid, I'm like, yeah, I ain't mad. I just want you in my nads. I just want to be your lad. A picket skirt like Jada ass. Because her style and her way of disrespecting Will is ass. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. I really need to start incorporating raps back into this. Ah, geez. I know I'm not actually any good at rapping, but I feel like I got I got a few bars. I got a few life bars. I think that's... I'll, I'll tell you what, when I used to rap with my friend, shout out to Kevin. I'll tell you what it really... It really made me really good at developing uh, one-liners with people. And developing a... I honestly think rapping with my friend developed charisma. And it's, first of all, if you have to tell, I don't, I still don't really know what charisma means. And I don't feel like a lot of people that say, like when they identify what charisma is and so on, I really don't think it's really an identifiable uh, definition. I'm pretty sure if you look up charisma, there is a definition. But I feel like it's a fluid definition. Because charisma for one person in their personality can be different and interpreted different in another. And I think and I think charisma is one of those things where it's not that you either have or you don't. Because I do think it could be developed. A lot of it just comes with, you know, confidence and shit like that. But I think charisma is one of those terms where it's like you just know it when you see it. And you feel it when you're interacting with someone. And it's not a, what's charisma to one person is not to another. Like most things in life. 
But I, I, I do believe that doing that r- rapping stuff, you know, you, you write a lot of shit down over four or five years. You develop a sense of what works, what doesn't. You, you get sometimes clever. You think of clever shit. And that's where rapping is nowadays. It's a lot of Instagram caption lines. There's a lot about being clever. And it's about double on time, like puns and shit. That's where I really like. I was always in the puns before, but rapping with my friend, like I, 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 I destroyed it. And I think, uh, I really think to the young kids out there, start a freestyle Friday with a friend and you will get the ladies. Because it's not about, they're not going to see the video and want to fuck you. But it's going to make you actually develop a sense of how to actually be a, be, be slick with it. And that's the thing, being, being slick with certain shit. Without being abrasive. And it really brings out a, uh, it really brings out the charismatic. And it doesn't hurt when you're pretty. Um. Because I just sat there, said words, and looked pretty. And that is episode 150. This is a short episode, but hey, I got shit to do. And I'm okay with saying that. I'm not going to force an extra 15 minutes of something that I may or may not have. My back is sweating. I need a shower. This pillow, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to change my bed sheets. Uh, hey, but you know what? I did all this knowing I was going to have to do all this shit. I still gave you guys 45 minutes of a one-year pod. It's been a great year. Um, It's been a very trying, well, not trying in a bad way. It's been a very adverse base year. Learned a lot about myself, worked through a lot of shit, and I'm in a really good spot in life. And I think that's all you can really ask for. And you feel good about yourself. When you feel good about yourself, you feel good about what you're doing. Everything else typically takes care of itself, including that poo tang. And uh, I don't want another pretty face, but here's your drink, and I just want you to hold me, Clint. All right, and that's episode 150, guys. Don't forget to follow the pod and suck some titties. And enjoy, enjoy your day. Enjoy the week. And we'll be putting out more episodes soon. So... Stay tuned, my babies. There goes my baby. Ooh, girl, look at you. As you're looking at me from across the belt.